This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 all you loyal listeners out there, welcome to another thing of Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you the real agents inside the real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, and I'm back, and you saw it when you, before you hit play that our man Eric Garcia is back with us. Eric, say what's up. What's up, man? What's happening? Yeah. This is good stuff. We were in the green room. It was one of those things, loyal listeners, where I had to tell Eric, dude, stop. Just stop. We're, we're missing so much meat that I couldn't take the notes quick enough. Before we do, go be sure to check it out. I created this thing like I do a lot of stuff specifically for you when I listen to the needs of it. Go to wegotyourpodcast.com. There's two reasons why people right now are, well, number one's COVID and a lot of extra time on their hands, which they're using it to their advantage, really showing me that agents truly weren't making excuses about not having time. They really just didn't have time. Now, we can fix those things once we get back to, quote unquote, the norm. But in the meantime, with COVID, agents out there and agency owners are really, really using their time wisely. They want to build a, uh, a platform or a voice in their community, or they want to build a platform and a voice in the niche that they're going after. When I hear that, and I I see that agents are getting it done. And I've also saw, saw other production companies who have no idea really, truly what they're doing. God love them. They're great. They're probably some young kid out of the basement of their home. But at the end of the day, they have not had the number one podcast in the insurance industry for about seven years. So that's what we know how to do. We know how to do it good. And we want to show you what we know how to do. And we can actually make it very affordable for you. So go to wegotyourpodcast.com. That is legit, legit. That's one of my passions right now. I know the power of what this podcast can do. If you're a loyal listener, you've heard me say it before. You've heard me say it. That be having a podcast has been one of the most greatest and influential things that's ever happened in my life. It has tra- changed the trajectory of my life. And that's not just because, that's not just because I am doing this for insurance agents. I'm doing it because there's a need and you like it. And guess what? There's a need out there that you're trying to serve for your client or your community and you need it. We got your podcast.com. I won't go on about it because the because really the jewel, the gym, the gold today, Mr. Eric Garcia. What's up, dog? Not much, man. How you been? How how are you uh quarantining? How's COVID treating you? You know, truthfully. I, I don't I don't feel the effects of it because I come to work every day, right? Like, yeah. like my agency um, is everybody's working at home. So and my agency or in my location, I'm the only one uh, actually here. So I come to work every day, right? You know, we're not, we're not sold. We're actually not sold. There's there's a rumor going around. I think uh, Bogus might have started it. That that's not even an office. That's like a green room <laughs> that you just pretend to be in an office because we never see anybody walk through. <laughs> Hence, Cass talks the the, the yeah. walk. Okay, I walk the talk. I tell you, we don't have walk-in clients, and we did when we bought this agency. There was a good, I'm gonna guess here, fifteen to twenty, and we just, you know, how we got rid of a lot of them. We don't accept cash. 
Yeah. A lot of them paying cash. We don't accept cash, you know. Currency, if you want to bring in currency, you know, like what? What is this? This this currency. Matter of fact, Eric, we were talking the other day about currency. No, um, loyal listeners, Eric reached out to me because you're like, dude, Cass, you guys are doing a lot of podcasts. Well, we are. We Eric and I have had a strong relationship for a long time, but um, Eric has some unique ideas. You, uh, you know, the, dude, the podcast we did of the, uh, what was the name of it about the Dave Ramsey, the Dave four, Ramsey, for, the uh, fourth, for, four uh, things I disagree with or something like that. Four, dude, that's four been ginormous. Yeah. It's not the most listened to, but in the amount of time this year, but in the amount of time it's been out versus the one who is most listened to is the Jeff Shee. It's, uh, it's, it's beaten it. It's unbelievable. Some of the feedback I've got. Um, I really have only gotten people who want to bash Dave. I haven't got any who got mad at us because we said we did something. And I'm trying to explain those loyal listeners. And if you're listening now, Eric and I didn't do it to bash Dave. We just tried to bring up a different perspective and a different way to look at it. So anyways, but Eric, Eric reached out to me today. And he, well, the other day, and he said, Cass, we got to do it. I think I got this idea. And he knew it was such a good idea. He wouldn't tell me until we actually were about ready to hit play because he knew that I would have taken it and ran with this idea. And his idea is, Eric, explain to them what you were thinking and what you were saying in the green room before I had to touch you, cut you off. What, what are you thinking? What do you want the loyal listeners to think about? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's an idea that I've been kicking around for about four or five years. And um, years ago, I wrote a, a blog. It was during Christmas time. It was called Two Gifts to Give This Holiday Season to Build Your Wealth. Right? Okay. Oh, two, I mean, two gifts to give to build your wealth. And I kind of I started out by saying that as a financial advisor, obviously, we measure wealth in the context of money. Right. As business owners, most people right. listening are business owners, right? We have right. assets minus liabilities equals net worth. That, that's kind of how we measure success to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But in this in this uh, particular blog, I, I kind of turned it on its head a little bit and said, what if we didn't measure wealth in the traditional sense using money, but we measured it by relationships, the quality and quantity of relationships that we accumulate throughout our lives. And the reason I started thinking about that about four or five years ago, a really good friend of mine passed away. And we were friends. I was in high school. He was in college when we first met. And then we were in college together. And then, um, you know, we, we, we each got married. We had kids and, and we kind of spent time together. Uh, but we had a really strong relationship. He passed away. And during his service, I was just struck. And I knew this about him. But the amount of people who got up and shared these stories about him, like these like epic, mm-hmm. almost like legend, like William Wallace type stories. Like, wow. oh, you remember that time Bob stuck his hand in a boiling pot of, of lobsters to pull out a lobster? Like, come on, that didn't happen. But that, but that kind of stuff. So I was sitting down reflecting and I, I don't remember when I actually wrote this and I showed you on, on camera. Maybe I'll snap a picture of this and you can post it in the, in the show notes. I'll, we'll drop a link to it. Um, but I must've been sitting at my dad's house. Cause I got one of those little pieces of paper with his name on top. Right. You know, you get that in the mail, right? My grandma always used to get things from like St. Jude with like her name on it. So my dad had this little, this little notepad. So his name's on it. But the first line wrote, and I've been carrying this around in my wallet for five years. So it's like, it's like falling apart. But the first line says currency dash relationships, not money. So kicking this idea in light of reflecting on my buddy, Bob's life, that, currency, the way we think about it, what if we thought about it differently as relationships? And if we did, Bob was a freaking millionaire, billionaire, dude, Bill Gates type money, if that's how we measure net worth. 
Mm-hmm. Wealth. So um, I, I went on to write, like, what can we learn from Bob? And um, kind, of, kind of in summary, and we'll kind of hit on these points as we go, I started thinking about this idea, okay, if we want to build net worth in the context of relationships, right? I spend, I spend all my time, my, my, my job, what I do for money, talking to people how to build wealth using money, right? What are techniques, what are strategies that we can do to build your wealth? Balance sheets, boy. You know, uh, investment management to tax, to tax management, to state plan, all that kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. is cool. So let's take that into this other realm, this other context of wealth being measured by relationships and what are the strategies or the tactics or the techniques? Mm-hmm. And two came to mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. One is strong relationships are built when you have shared experiences. Damn. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, Sh- shared experiences are shared experiences. The second to build strong relationships, and this is kind of tied to the first, is invest in building memories. Wow. Wow, dude. So, so number one. I think your wife's coming up with all this good stuff. There ain't no way you're coming up with all this all this meat, all this stuff. I mean, you just oh, keep dude. overloading yeah, me with yeah, this. Um, You've got some like, really smart friends or something. I so, Relationships, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, working, I'm working towards Bill Gates' status. <laughs> Yeah, Cass, what do you think I'm thinking this for? That's right. No, I, I will say I will say this. I do value relationships. I value um, being friends with people who think differently than me. Yeah, uh, because I think it challenges mm-hmm. us where we are, and I think that we mm-hmm. have to be uh, um, um, good listeners of people who disagree with us. Our tendency is to want to to kind of bow up and, and get ready to to argue and in 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 fight with people who think differently than us. I kind of try to lean in um, mm-hmm. because maybe they can refine something in me uh, to make me better, to make me more effective and efficient at my job um, or, or a better builder of relationships, right? As I build my, uh, my balance sheet. Um, That's right. Your balance sheet, assets, liabilities. Now, now here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm serious, loyal listeners. I got so many notes over here, it's ridiculous because this is a new thought to me too, is that what if it is? So so I'm going to know, as you know, I'm because this is a new thought of mine, I'm going to be everywhere. One of the things that I love, first of all, is, um, I mean, if my son was out of bed, he's not because he's getting ready to be 15. If he was out of bed, I could bring him on and let you know that yes, just yesterday, we sat down and we talked about what was the difference between someone being wealthy and what was the difference between someone being rich? There's a difference. And he said, and I said, Shaquille O'Neal, is he rich or is he wealthy? And he said, dad, he's wealthy. I said, no, he's not. He's rich. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, the guy who writes his paycheck is wealthy. The owner of the Lakers, the owner of the Miami Heat, those people are wealthy. He was rich. So you can, so you can almost start to say, um, is the currency of relationships you're living on, are they real? Are they genuine? Because that's where real wealth is. Or are you relying, maybe it's a loan, maybe it's a currency, maybe it's something there. My boy uh, Daniel Daniel Sung says, time will expose you. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we try to look at, at, at relationships as currency, and I think sometimes that always not necessarily is real. I love what you said about sharing, building shared ex, um, experiences or currency and invest in building memories. You know, when you really think about it, let's think about this. Let's talk about money. 
money is temporary, right? It's mm-hmm. temporary. Um, you can have lots of it, but we also know that there's a lot of people who don't have money and are very happy. We also know there's a lot of people that have money and are happy, right? But the other thing is different, right? Relationships are something you can't live without. Like yeah, there's a there's a study, and I don't know the exact Come number. It, 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 they they update it every every year or so, but it basically says what income level do you need? At what at what point does money stop quote unquote buying happiness? Right? Mm. They say like seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Anything above that in terms of income, people's lives they, they don't rate being happy any more than um, than someone who's making one hundred and fifty or two hundred fifty thousand. And the it's idea bad. is that. That number, that that kind of that level of of peak happiness that money can quote unquote buy, is because it's providing for you. It's giving you all the necessities that you need. That makes sense. That makes total um, sense. What a great study! What so a really it, it, great study. It's fascinating. But um, I mean, the idea here, and I want to be very clear on something that uh, it, it could be easy for someone to to misunderstand. Is that a word? Misunderstand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, misunderstanding what I'm saying here is that I don't look at relationships in dollar values. That's not the point here. That the point here isn't how much is this relationship worth to me? What can I cash it in for? That's not the point um, at all. Um, The the idea is really valuing relationships because, like you said, at the end of the day, money money's temporal. You know, you can have it today, you you can lose it tomorrow. So but let relationships. Me, so, so, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta finish this because it's in oh, my right. head, and you're gonna, and you're gonna get me, no, okay? Because right. I got Go my ahead. notes, but I can't keep writing notes when you're talking all the time because I'm not gonna be able to talk. And you talk all the time. That's true. I'll just be quiet. No, okay. I want to say this because I want to get your feedback on this. Yeah. Go ahead. So whenever, okay. So so when we're when we're looking at okay, there is a TED talk done by a lady, and I can't think of her name. It was done back in like 2011, 2012, 2013. And it was a fascinating thing. And she did it on reputation score. And if anybody has a chance, go back and listen to this. You could probably search it inside um, TED Talks. And she talked about the difference between a credit score and what we're now building with social and digital of a reputation score, right? Even like that, uh, what is it, like the place that uh, Ikea, if you buy something from them, that rabbit store, or I can't remember what the, what the thing is, you, you can, they will... Um, Ikea just bought them. They will send these people to your house to construct the stuff and put it up, right? Well, even using things like those ratings, how your Uber rating is, all these little ratings that we just think, oh, everything is cool because I'm going to win games and get $5 gift certificate to Starbucks because I was good. No, and I don't know if anybody else actually talks like that. That was just me saying that wasn't me is what that was, Eric. But whenever people think that stuff, what they don't realize is that stuff can be aggregated to create a reputation score that is way more rounded than a basic financial mm-hmm. credit score is, you know? I mean, even the credit scum- companies are now adjusting and trying to look outside and try to use those metrics because they realize that that's a little bit better. The the, repu- the 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 score you get every time you go to an Airbnb, mm-hmm. you know, when you start looking as a psychologist, I'm not me, but you could start looking at, okay, if you got this type of s- score at an Airbnb, that would be different than getting a score at this over here, right? Because this shows more of you... Um, trust and value other people's things while this one over here shows how well you are at completing tasks you say you will 
right? So it not only just gives you a reputation score overall, but also can break that down into the different things that you do and how you represent yourself in those situations on those platforms in that arena. I think that's valuable. Now let's tie this in. Okay. How powerful is it what you're saying right now? Those scores are usually built on some type of relationship that we have with a customer, with we have with a person, that we have with a platform. My relationship I have with Airbnb is important to me because it's going to allow me to keep doing what I need to do. But what's also important to me? The value of the relationship that I have with the person who actually owns the thing. Now, think about this. We're talking about relationships and I never even meet these people. But what they say about having an experience with me, hear that? What they say about having an experience with me matters. And that becomes the score. So your currency idea of valuing how much currency you have, quote unquote, in relationships, are you Bill Gates, is in tremendous. Because you could have, I actually probably could say that if you took a reputation score of Bill Gates and then take a reputation score of me, maybe I'm equal or maybe I'm more, maybe I'm less. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you too, anybody. But yet when we talk about it in money, he's so far above. But what's more important, right? What's more important if we're deriving those relationships from many different areas and they're all saying basically the same thing? That means a lot more than someone who just has a lot of money. So and, and I think our society is going the way you're talking about, valuing that relationship more than it does Bill Gates. Poor Bill Gates. I mean, I just think he's really smart. If you guys watch his recent documentary on Netflix, it's fascinating. He reads to 14 books a week. That's the reason why he knows more about COVID than anybody. Mr. and Mrs. Conspiracy Theorist, he didn't start COVID. He just happens to know a lot of stuff it's and a lot more than you. Yeah, I know. Sure. I heard. Yeah. So, so a couple, a couple of thoughts on that. A couple of thoughts on that. We'll, we're going to bring it back to, to this. No, I love it. Come idea. on. I remember. Do you remember when um, you and I started our careers? Kind of around the same time. Two thousand one yep. is when I started. It's around yep. when you were right. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when insurance companies started using, especially on property insurance, when they started using credit score as a rating factor? Mm -hmm. That was back in the day where you could still actually pick up the phone, talk. You you knew your underwriter by name. You knew their kids. You could call them up and, right. hey, Lynn, come on. Like, really, you're going to increase this guy's insurance by $500? We've had him on the books for 10 years. Um, never had a claim before. You know, pride of ownership was an actual thing in underwriting. You could, we, you know, we go, we'll, we'll inspect the house. The grass is cut. There's no track. It looks nice. And you're really going to charge them. And Back then, they had the underwriters had a little bit of authority, and they could okay, we'll we'll go back and 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 we'll we'll put his premium back to where it was. That's that reputation score, right? Yeah. The pure credit mm -hmm. score versus a reputation score. Um, I mean, because things happen financially, people get into bad situations. Just because someone has bad credit doesn't mean necessarily that they're irresponsible, terrible people. So Correct. I do like that idea that reputation score versus versus um credit. Um, versus versus kind of this this cold harsh financial score i think they're they're both Correct. useful i think it's both and i don't think it's either or so there's a there's a uh, an, an ancient saying and you see this in different different cultures right um a good reputation is more valuable than money and there's a proverb proverbs 22 says a good name is more desirable than riches so this idea of relationships being more valuable than money or more valuable than currency or, or having some value similar to currency, it's not a, it's not a new idea. Mm -hmm. It's been around for a long time. So th this idea of relationships, and, and really I think the, the point of this is not to, oh, this is a good idea. It's what do we do with this? 
right? How does this change how we interact with people? How does this change how we interact with our clients? How does this change how we interact with our families? Have you listened to that podcast? Um, how it's um, it's called uh, How I Built This. I like a long time ago. I listened to one. Fascinating. That was actually Miles the first Irwin time I heard about Slack because Stuart Butterfield was on it. And and side note, Slack was actually uh, he didn't intend to build Slack. He was building a, a video game that failed and needed to raise more capital. So he pulled off his the communication part of the video game and built Slack. Um, so there was oh, one of the one of the How I Built This episodes was the guy who uh, I don't know the name of the company, but they they. They carve like little shapes out of fruits and they make bouquets out of fruits, uh, something creations. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to his podcast, super successful. But his success building that company came at a huge cost, his family. Uh, um, and, mm. and I was thinking about that again in light of this, mm. in light mm. of this, how does this idea of building relationships and viewing relationships as currency versus building um, net worth in terms of actual dollars and value in the traditional sense. I'm not. I'm not trying to stomp on anyone's ambition. That's not what I'm about here. But that, would it change? Would his life have been different? Maybe the lives of some of the listeners here. Would it be different if we stopped looking at trying to build this empire, this business empire of the in the traditional sense, and said, "I want to build this empire of relationships, mm-hmm. this, this network of strong relationships." And I get look. There's different personality types, introverts, extroverts, social introverts, you know, all kinds of different things. But at the end of the day is high quality relationships. It's not necessarily the quantity, but it's that high, that, that quality of relationships. So shared experiences. I remember a time with Bob. Um, I don't remember the year. I can go back and look it up, but he, uh, he had this love for Belize and he did a bunch of mission trips to Belize. Uh, awesome. In fact, he met his wife down in Belize um, she was on a on a on a mission trip, and he was working at the at the local church there. Um, but I, I went on a mission trip with him, so he had this love for Belize, and Belize was playing the the national Belize soccer team was playing the Mexican national soccer team in Houston. So he calls me up. He's like, "Dude, we got to go to this game." And it was around Father. I think it was around Father's Day. So we kind of both asked our wives if they would if that could be our Father's Day gift. So we literally flew into. Houston, he flew from, I think he was living in Tennessee at the time, me and New Orleans. We flew into Houston, got there in the morning, met up with another friend, ate wings at Buffalo Wild Wings, went to the 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 Belize um, soccer game with Vuvuzelas, right? The, right? Just, just as, like, I think I it was know us and, were called. it was us and like six other Belize fans <laughs> in Houston, right? And we're like decked out in Belize stuff. Um, and it was just this, this awesome experience. Um, and so we had this shared experience, but also this idea of we invested in that memory and that, that is a lasting memory that is just so valuable, um, to Mm. me as I reflect on, on, on his life. Um, and it's one of those things where we almost didn't do it. And if we didn't do it, you know, that, that was, that was a, a, a talk. I get to share this story with his kids. Um, you're sharing this story. Um, around the world right now, man. And if it had changes one person, it was changed by the life of Bob, right? I mean, that's it's incredible. How'd, where'd you and Bob meet? So Bob was uh, went to Tulane. He was from uh, Nashville. Okay. He went to Tulane. And we were both involved in, you, you may have heard of Young Life. No, I haven't heard so of it. Young Life, it's a, it's a, it's a ministry to um, adolescents, to mm-hmm. high school kids, high school and junior high kids. And he was uh, a Young Life leader. 
and I was a, um, a high school kid and young life was at our, you know, I was, I was involved in, 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 in the gotcha. group. We, we went on a ski trip together. So he was kind of my leader, but we weren't that far mm-hmm. in age. I might've been like a junior or something. He was like a freshman in college. So we, we, right. um, but he I, always had that spirit. He always had I, that yeah. spirit of building relationships. That was, that was, um, that was him. And he probably didn't even realize it. You know, I wonder, I've always wondered sometimes if Bob, you know, and people like him when it's, it's hard to see the outpouring, you know, people who commit suicide or do whatever they, they, it's it's so hard to see what you don't see after it's gone. And in someone like Bob, who, who, you know, he knew he was loved. He knew he had relationships. We all do. But uh, to say, hey, dude, they're still going to be talking about you, you know, and you're just one of it. It's not like there's nobody else talking about Bob and the things that he did in their life. So and that, for, for the record, let me just let me just clear something. He didn't he didn't commit suicide. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. To make sure to make that connection. That is yeah, actually okay. a very okay. good point. Yes, that that's okay. not what yeah. I was trying yeah. to say. I'm just trying to talk about people who think that their life is terrible or they think their life was yeah. great. It's that it's that moment afterwards. I think about that a lot whenever I'm in. Um, I think anybody does is like, what will this be like uh, uh, for for me when that time comes? I still think I'm not going to die, but people are telling me I'm wrong. But no, I'm yeah. joking. So, so, so the thing is, though, I love this because there's so many, so many different ways that you can go with this because we know that people like Bob, when he passes, the the reaction that other people give is a proof that. Relationship currency is far more important. We also know that every study that's almost been done that I've read where people have spontaneously said, what are five things that you wish you would have done differently And when you're laying on your deathbed? We've all heard this and seen this because it's true. One of the the most things they say is, I wish I would have spent more time with my family and friends. Was um I was I, I wish I would have made more money on that list? No, never. No one ever said I wish I would have sold more policies. One more big whale would have been nice. No, yeah. I mean I think they say that jokingly, but at the at the end of the day, that's what it is. So we know that that's the right thing. I love this thought because we want people to think on this podcast, Eric, and that's why, and you know that that's why you brought this topic to us because I think that it has a lot to say. You know, you were talking about things like William Wallace, you know. Um, William Wallace and the way that they talked about Bob, you know, legends build folklore, you know, sometimes when you can try to figure out how much relationships, what was their currency? What was their strength? Are they a legend? Because legends get talked about, you know what I mean? And they don't ever get forget. And that's where we build folklore about this thing, you know, this story that they were telling. And you're like, there's no way Bob did that. Yeah, he did. Cause he's a legend. And Bob, Bob did that. So Whether he did or not, I Bob did that. I got to call him. Bob, Bob was one of these guys who, um, he would disappear for like a while. When I say disappear, like I think he's in Belize. We're we're not really sure. Like some of it, were like have you have you talked to Bob lately? Like no, we think he moved to 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 Belize because that's what he wanted to move to Belize and do um, air missions and like fly people in and out of the jungle, missionaries. Oh um, so like he buys a plane one day without an engine. He's like, I bought a plane, doesn't have a motor. I'm like what? What are you gonna do with that, dude? <laughs> but that was like that that was him. Um, <laughs> So um, I get a call from him. Like I hadn't heard from him. And it was one of those relationships where we might not hear from each other for months. And then he calls and then it's like, we just picked up where we left off. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? And I think he was living in Tennessee. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm home. He's like, I'm driving through New Orleans and I really want crawfish. 
so can I bring some crawfish to your house and maybe we can eat it on your porch? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, where are you staying? He goes, I was just going to sleep in my car. I'm like, dude, you can stay with us. <laughs> so he drives in with a, with a box of, um, he picked up, you know, boiled crawfish. We eat it, we eat it that night. He crashes and ends up leaving like before the sun rises. Um, cause he wow. was on his way to somewhere. I, I don't know where, but that, that's kind of one of those, again, that's one of those experiences, those shared experiences, super intentional in creating experiences. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the experiences aren't, aren't costly. Like you're, you're sitting, as you were saying something, I was thinking about it. Some of the best memories, think about like some of the best memories you have in your marriage with your wife, some of the best mm-hmm. trips you had, they were probably shoestring budgets, right? You're at the beach, low cost, and mm-hmm. you just have these great memories of these, of these experiences versus the more expensive trips that may or may not, they may have been good. They may have, I'm not saying they, they, they weren't, right. but you, you know, you have equally valuable memories uh, that were less expensive. Yes. Far uh, less expensive. That, that um, build that relationship. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. We could almost say that the probably the more less expensive they are intentionally, um, some kind of times is going to bring the most value in the currency of the relationship. I agree with that, dude. And you know, sometimes those high value um, vacations, you're always trying to make things plan and this and this. And sometimes it's those shoestring. It's like, hey, let's just go. And those things, uh, you don't have any plans. You just oh, have dude, plans. The, with the more better. expensive something is, if it goes wrong, the worse you feel. That's true. Right? That's like, true. I, I always joke, I, I drive a nine-year-old pickup truck and it's in it's in pretty good shape mm-hmm. but you know like if i drove an expensive car i'd be terrified driving it in new orleans and if it got got scratched like i don't want to i don't you know if it, if my car gets bumped a little bit that's eh, a pickup truck whatever you know i don't have to, i don't have to worry about i got there's too many other things to worry about than you know than stuff yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Mine's nine years old. I'm with you. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, that, that doesn't, that doesn't jive my wheels. Dave Ramsey said to me one time, he says, you, you want to drive a really nice car today? Are you in work forever? Yeah. Or you want to just drive an old car and don't work forever and you drive a new car when you're later? I'm like, oh, I think I like that one better. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be doing a podcast um, recording here soon, depending on when this one drops. It may or may not already be published. And I'm going to be talking to the uh, author of The Next Millionaire Next Door. 
get out. Uh, Bam. And Today is May 7th, folks. May 7th. So hopefully yeah. we're, we're going to be recording here soon. And right. it probably comes out about, at the same time. Yeah. She talks about um, uh, characteristics that her dad did a bunch of research. He wrote the original book, The, the Millionaire Next Door, back in the mid 90s. And the millionaire, the millionaire, the millionaire mind, um, and a couple other, a couple other books, and basically studies what are the characteristics of people who build wealth, who have financial success, and one of the number one factors that they share is frugality. Is is being mm. frugal, fast. If 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 what Billy Williams says is true, is that Jason, your life will be dictated on based on the denomination that you think in. It's something that he said for a long time, and it is very true. When you don't think of hundreds or thousands, you start thinking of millions, which kind of goes along that line. Um, we can think that same way in the relationship, uh, in the currency of relationships, right? Um, Bob drove through, mm -hmm. really had every intention of having something to eat, sleeping in his car, and going. You talked about the shared experiences, but I think a lot of times – we don't invite Bob to stay the night. We don't invest in memory, right? The fact that he came in, had the the craw, craw, crawfish, crawdads, what the hell is it? Crawfish. Same thing? Crawfish. crawfish. I mean. Let me tell you something. Right now, you and about a, a million other people know that. The other 328 million people weren't sure either, okay? Well, that's why I cleared it up. Crawfish. Crawfish. In New Orleans, not Nolan. What's the difference between Nolan. a crawfish and a crawdad? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You Crawdad don't even know. Is, I don't know. I don't Are know they like the head. same thing probably? And we're just ignorant in the Midwest and I we just, call them I the wrong things? Yeah, just some, some Midwest. Are those the things that are like in mud and like shallow water and they stuff? like little lobsters. Yeah, I think those are crawdads. But they're crawfish, right? Crawfish. They're crawfish. Okay, well, I'm going to say crawfish. I mean, crawfish. you find them down in the south and, if that's, and you're in the if south. You're down, if you're down south, call them crawfish. If you're in the Midwest, you can call them crawdads, whatever. Hmm. Never met a Carl mom. So I'm thinking that if the currency of relationships is huge, I, I think it just everywhere. I, this is the way my brain thinks, man. Mm -hmm. When you bring up a topic like this, I like to split it into different things that I know about money and the different things that I know about relationships. Try to have cross patterns to figure out where's the commonality of where we can see these to utilize them in our life. Now, let me, let me caution you. Let me caution you real quick, okay? Like you can try to draw all these analogies, but they will start to break down. For nah. example, for example, um, when a client comes to me and they're talking about investing in a business, they want to they want to consult me about, hey, should I do this? Should I not do this? You know, we're looking at what what's your going to be your return on investment, right? Does this make sense? What's this? What's the debt service going to look like if the business fails? Is that going to impact everything else you're doing over here? We want to be real conscious of those things. Investing in relationships sometimes makes absolutely no financial sense. Correct. I can right. see that. Even oh. in business, even in business, it makes no financial sense if that person is not your type of client. You could say that. Sure. I mean, it, de it depends on what you're trying to do, right? I mean, you, mm, yeah. from, from a financial standpoint is they might not be my particular type of client, but I mean, I'm going to make money off of it. So you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe bend my business model over here because I may make X amount of dollars over here. And I'm willing to make that, that change because it, it makes sense. The cost right. to acquire is not as great as the 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 return that I'm gonna get on on having to maybe change a couple things in my process. 
So it's all about but business we, model. Right. But we also have family and we also have friends that we know are toxic. And so we get out of it. And it goes back to what you're saying. It's not worth investing the time in, you know, those are not shared experiences that I necessarily want. You know what I mean? I like that. And I also think about what builds one and what builds the other and what can't. I would say that this would break down, can't be 100% proof, but money can't really buy real relationships, mm-hmm. but real relationships can earn you money. And I will tell that, I mean, you know, the right people, you hang out with the right people, right things are just going to happen, right? Yeah, let me let me say another thing on that. And, and I Come think on. this is something that's important is and I think that human nature, like our, our human nature is we are naturally selfish people. We want to do things that, that benefit us. So the, 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 um, the temptation is I'm just going to build relationships and invest in people who can help me. Right. They could be legit. You could like the person. They could be legit relationships. Mm-hmm. I would challenge people to say, hey, obviously you want those relationships because we need it. We need to grow as long as we're not taking advantage of people and, and being manipulative. That's that's cool. But I would also say look to build relationships with people who have absolutely nothing of material value to provide for you other, again, not material value, but can provide some other type of value, right? Maybe some, mm-hmm. some wisdom, or maybe it's just the opportunity to serve. Um, so, so, and I think that's a good way to keep kind of your, your, some of your, maybe some of our natural human selfishness in check is I'm not just going to invest in relationships with people who can help me and help me advance, but I'm going to invest in relationships with people who really, really have no ability to material provide for me. I'm doing it because I know that these relationships Mm -hmm. are valuable and I know that I'm going to, in every situation, right? You go on these mission trips. How many times have you heard someone say, who's gone with you to say, like, I know we went to Cuba and I know help. We, we helped these, these people, but let me tell you, man, they gave so much more to me. Like I love all the time. time. What'd they give? What'd they give? Their time, their they gave me relationships, they, companionship, understanding. Re, uh, just oh my god, it was you, great. You see oh, the world a little bit differently, man. You see these yes. people who don't have anything and they have this joy. Like, how is that possible? They don't it, have anything, but they have everything. Exactly. So it makes us change. So I think that that's something that's key. That don't just look to you. Know, uh, good example. We're, we're in this 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 mm. COVID mm-hmm. environment. The government passes this bill with trillions of or billions of dollars that they're giving to small businesses, the, the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program. We've had these conversations and mm-hmm. there's some conversations going on in the mastermind group about, hey, I bank with Chase. I bank with this company. How do I how, how how's this work? And I responded and you and I both respond. I said, look, if you're mm-hmm. at, if you're at a big bank, good luck because the big banks, they're super convenient. But what's lacking at big banks? relationship. Yep. Right. If you were with a small local regional bank and had a very good, strong, like it or not, this is not, this is not, um, I don't want to get involved in, and this is the wrong way for the government to do it or the right way for the government to do it wrong or right. If you had a good relationship with your banker and your banker, uh, was at a bank that was, that was participating in the PPP, there's a really good chance that you got funded. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, there's a really good chance if you didn't have a relationship, there's a really good chance that you didn't get funded. And if you did, it's just kind of luck of the draw. I mean, that that's the reality of our situation. 
Well, and a lot of people say, no, Eric, I had a good, now this is just real loyal listeners. I'm telling you, sometimes I'll make you look in the mirror. Don't hold it to me. But there's a bunch of people that are listening right now and said, no, I had a good relationship with my banker and I still didn't get through. Well, guess what? Your banker probably put through 500 loans. Maybe the relationship's not as good as you think it is. Well, I mean, there's still, there's still an element no, of like, see, don't, don't try to back off this. It's my show. I want to put pressure on them. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you this two weeks before the PPP went live. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was having, and let's talk real quick about in the, in the business sense, right? What, what are some yep. really important relationships that you need to be investing in? And this is, these are these relationships that you need Come to have on. to help your business be successful. Okay. Oh, um, two weeks before the PPP went out, I was having conversations with my CPA. Hey, Roy, what do you know? What, what's going on? I've got clients ask, I got a lot of business owner clients. I'm trying to get them information. So I want to understand as much. And he's got a really good working relationship with three local banks. So he's on the back end talking to high up people at these three local banks about what they're hearing from the SBA. So I'm hearing from clients say, hey, you know, I submitted my application. And I'm like, what application? The application's not even finalized. Like the mm-hmm. application that the SBA has posted, it's still a draft. It's not final. And the program's opening Friday, but these banks don't even have guidelines. So banks are making decisions without even these guidelines. So, so the CPA relationship is huge. So if huge. you don't have a good working relationship with your CPA, you, you better start investing in that relationship. Okay. Um, if you don't have a good relationship with your banker, that's a relationship that you want to start investing in and building in. Uh, this is irrelevant to this group, but this is what I tell um, business owners. You better have a good working relationship with your uh, commercial insurance guy. Good call. Um, you want to have a good working relationship with a business attorney, someone who you can pick up the phone and have have them there uh, within a reasonable amount of time responsive to you to to uh, to review contracts for you. As business owners, these are these are super important relate and i would say another relationship is i think you should have a relationship with some type of business mentor business coach absolutely wow someone who's been there has done that who has a vested even if you're paying them but they have a vested interest in your success um a vested interest in seeing you succeed almost like an obligation because Mm -hmm. of the relationship to 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 participate uh, but those are those are five. I think I said five relationships. I have my important. monthly or my quarterly calls most of the time now with Billy Williams. But I feel as if um, learning in the mastermind is so huge for me because it allows me to. When I see certain people post, I know that's probably more relevant to me than others because maybe they're commercial lines or something like that. So I love that. I think your mentorship is is absolutely huge. I also want you guys to know, loyal listeners. That, I mean, I really do. I think I, you know this. I spend a lot of time trying to think of things and where I hear issues. Like you guys heard me before with the podcasting. One thing that he hit on was a CPA. It's really over the last three to five years in this Facebook groups and other things and listening to agents like, well, should I go? How much should you be spending on a, on a, on a, on a CPA? Or how much should we be doing this? Or, hey, what software program do you guys use to do your payroll? And it's like, I literally just want to scream. Like, like, first of all, let's just be silly. That's the same thing as somebody doing their own insurance. Let's just be real about it. Actually, insurance is easier. Taxes change, tax laws change every day, if not every year. So I think that's important. But I want to let you guys know that one of the things I did is I went to a CPA two years ago, and she's a very great CPA. Her name is Tina Hoyt. 
And I said to her, I said, you need to put together a program. She already had two um, other uh, uh, insurance agencies. And so I let her into my agency. Um, she has been working out of QQ. She actually works with Christopher Cook's uh, CPA out of North Carolina, um, who does a lot of applied in Vertifor. They know that system. So does uh, Tina. Tina's learning QQ, learning Varuna, learning a bunch of other things, the back ends of it. So for two years, I have been using Tina. Um, now there's, a, I think we have three or four mastermind members. I haven't said anything in the mastermind. Right now, we were going to announce this come in May of this year right now to let people know about her, but this thing called PPP and they pushed the tax date back. So she's mm. a little busy right now. But I don't want to make a commercial for her, but I am. I don't make any money off of it. I don't. She doesn't give me free services, none of that. But what I know is, is that she does a really, really good job. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Um, I, well, I won't say it because it's personal information. But one of my really, really good friends, if you guys know who I'm talking about, just actually took up her services. A lot of people have. So think about that. I don't know. I think this whole podcast was good. But I don't know if it's that was like strategic, you know, like shared experiences and invest and build memories. What you just ended with here, because I need to wrap this up, was the key, Eric. Those relationships with those people are crucial. Mm -hmm. And we are cheap asses. You are a cheap ass. If you think for one minute that you should not have an attorney, you should not have a relationship with your banker, you should not have a CPA, you should not have a business mentor. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop for a second and not be humble. I have every one of those. I got my PPP quick. I got a CPA that knows her stuff inside and out. I got an attorney for both of my businesses that I talk to on a regular basis, and I have the best mentor in the world. Sometimes people could say, Jason, how do you do all the things you do? Boy, I think you're successful. I don't know shit. I put myself around smart people, just like what Eric said, and I invest in relationships as currency. Eric, wrap this baby up so that I can get uh, so that we can move on. Yeah, and absolutely. Exactly so let me let me throw, more let me throw another a little selfishly. Yep, a little, a little selfish. Let me throw in one more relationship that's that's an important relationship is a financial planner. One more financial Please planner, do. a certified financial planner is an important relationship. Someone who's going to help you because CPA CPAs. I know, man. CPAs by by trade, they're looking backwards. Correct. Right. Two different attorneys, things. Yeah. Attorneys are looking at legality. You know, bankers are just trying to fund your business and make sure you have enough capital to do what you need to do. But you need someone who's who's and, and the coach kind of plays this role to a certain degree, but not some coaches may have a little bit more financial background. But you need someone who's looking forward 10, 20 years and questioning decisions you're making now. Where is that going to put you in 10 or 20 years financially? Correct. Um, that's a good so, point. And let, me, good and point. let me say this. I never thought of it that way. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I never had. I never thought of the CPA looking backwards. Yeah. I'll close with this, okay? We, as humans, have a certain amount of capacity, right? There's only so much relating that we can do because relationships are, they're expensive. When I say expensive, like the, the emotional and mental output in building strong relationships is hard. Relationships are hard, Um. And if you've ever been married, uh, or if you are married, or if you have kids, you you know building relationships is hard, and it takes it takes some capacity. So just because I have a good relationship with this person doesn't mean that you have to have the same type of relationship with that person. There's other people out there that have the capacity to build those relationships that are going to add value to your life, and that you're going to add value to your life. So Jason's talking about you know in the mastermind, we come to the mastermind, and we have there's so many amazing vendors that we have access to through the mastermind. Um, but someone might be better for you than someone else. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's really important is relationships are by, you know, uh, uh, nature, very personal. And um, my CPA works great for me. They may not work great for you. You have to find those people that you're able to relate to and then pour into, build those relationships, invest in those relationships. Um, same thing with with friendships. There might be people that I might be friends with that you would never be friends with. Why would you invest in those relationships? So there's that aspect of being able to relate um, to people. But yeah, but think about that relationship as currency. Are you rich? Are you Bill Gates? Are you wealthy? All right. Hey, dude, I love it very much. Dude, I really liked this. This was good stuff. And if you guys want to dig some more into relationships, go listen to Jared Belmond and uh, our Belmond and our, our uh, podcast we did about, I think it was probably five, 10 podcasts ago. I had never talked about relationships more than what I just did here. And, Jer- and, and Jared really breaks down relationships. If you don't know Jared, you need to check him out over on uh, over on all of his sites, but basically also on um, on Instagram. He really kills it over there. He's got that big beard, him and Jack Wingate. Jack Wingate's a stud. So anyways, in the meantime, in the meantime, Eric, thanks for your time. And that's a question you do need to ask yourself. What if relationships were currency? Are you Bill Gates? I love that. Try to get you think. Always do. That's him from NOLA. NOLA Proud. Eric Garcia dropping them bombs, and I do appreciate it. I want you to really think about that. You know relationships are important. Um, People ask, why do I do what I do? I do it for you because I relate to you. I was looking at the definition here because you said something. You said the word rate, rate, relate versus relationship. And I looked them both up, and actually relate is to feel sympathy with or identify I liked that, to feel sympathy with. I thought that was interesting. And the relationship is a state of being connected by blood or marriage, uh, the way in which two people or groups regard each other and behave towards each other. So that's interesting because it doesn't always mean that that has to be in a positive light. The relationship, I don't want to say is negative. The relationship is just there. Doesn't need something that I'm going to invest in. So those are the things that you need to think about and think about those relationships. I also think that we have capacity to have more relationships than we probably have capacity to have other things in our life, but make sure that you're filling it with the right things. The podcast before I did about two or three before was with Ryan uh, Deeds and he said large accounts are all about capacity. So if I translate that to correctly, large accounts are all about relationships, and we already knew that. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I give you real agents, Eric Garcia, inside of real agencies, Garcia Insurance Services, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass. He's Garcia. We're out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. 
Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.